What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. This is episode 41, the Cool Hand Luke episode. It is uh, Greg, your host tonight with Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Uh, since we're going with pun night, I guess fantastic. Good. I mean, Luke Lindenning's been okay this season. He hasn't been terrible. He's fitting the role he's supposed to. I-, I will give you that. As frustrating as he is when he's, you know not shooting his backhand goals into the net it's it, he's doing all right yeah i mean he's just up in his trade value at this point right bingo get something for luke send luke off to babcock for a a nice uh third rounder maybe darren helm yeah so uh we got a few things to talk about tonight we got a we ran a twitter poll with some pretty interesting results uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Philip Zadina in Grand Rapids and how that's going right now. And uh, what's up with this Wings team? Is this Wings team that we've seen the past eight games uh, for real, or are they still a bottom three team? So we're going to kick it off with the Twitter poll. Ryan, I'm actually going to let you explain this because you're, it, it was your idea for the weekly Twitter polls, uh, and I'll let you go over uh, what the question was and what the results were, and we'll break it down. So what? ended up happening as many of you are very likely aware the Chicago Blackhawks for whatever reason in their own minds decided that it was a good idea to fire Joel Quinville granted the team and the players have admitted as such that there's no reason that the coach being fired is no fault but their own but I think that the this is probably one of the most fan type outrages I've seen in a long time for a coach being fired especially for how random and abrupt it was. Um, but it got me thinking about, because I saw a lot of conversations and a lot of Wings fans really starting to debate, be like, hmm, we should fire Blashill immediately and bring in Quinville. So we were kind of talking amongst ourselves and thought it'd be a good idea to actually ask that question and how people felt about it. So the question that was posted on Twitter is, should the Red Wings hire Quinville? And I probably should have clarified a little bit more, but that was in immediate hire, not a after the season, after Blashell's done with his contract. Do they pull the trigger now and not risk losing him long term? And does even Quinville want to be coaching right now? I would assume yes, but that's besides the point. So the overall results, there were 64 total votes and a high and very dominating yes answer was uh, the people's choice at 39% with uh, no coming in a distant third at 23%. Uh, Another 30% said, and this is the more logical answer I think you could say, is that it would be nice, but it's likely never going to happen. And then 8% thought that 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 was absolutely insane. So um, I guess we'll start, go back to you here, Greg, and what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, so I don't see... (laughs) So Quenville, sure, great, lovely. He's an awesome coach. We know he's a Stanley Cup winning coach. He he's coached greats like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. But that's the point. He was coaching guys like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. To come here, one, why would he want to go to a rebuilding team? That doesn't make any sense. Granted, the the Blackhawks are what you could consider not rebuilding, but they have to retool because they're trash. They're bottom of the conference right now. Uh-huh. Uh, they're they're not good. But I think Quenville, for his age and what's going on with him and the point he is in his career, I think he'll probably want to go to a team that, that has a pretty good chance. 
I don't see him getting hired before the end of the season. I think it, we'll see what happens, I guess, towards uh, coaches tend to get fired more during the season towards trade deadline time or yeah. with what that imaginary playoff cutoff period is. So I don't, I don't see Quenville taking a job before that time, but I also don't see any way possible Quenville coming to the wings you're going to have Blashill until the end of the year. There's no reason to fire him in the middle of the season. This team knows what it's going to be. It knows where it's going. And there's, I, there's no reason. And and you say, if, if you're going to say, Hey, maybe Iserman will come be GM next season, let him decide what he wants to do. And I really don't think picking Quenville would be, would be the way to go with that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I I think my vote when my uh, I did my personal choice on it was would be nice, but it won't happen. I mean, you, you look at Granted, he was he's been with Chicago through the the glory days with Kane and uh, Taves, but looking at his coaching career, he's also had guys like you know Brett Hull, Al McGinnis, and and the sort. I think he actually had Gretzky for a year or two while he's down there as well. So he's he comes from a, a hell of a, a background and pedigree of coaching some fantastic players. And especially with Chicago, when he took them over and started getting them back on track, um, it, he's one of those that it's, it'd be too good to be true if you're a Red Wings fan. But at the same time, as to your point, is that the, the realistic take is why would you fire Blaschel at this point? I mean, you, the, the perfect example, like you mentioned, is that he's in his final year of the contract. Holland's still finishing out his. He's got a year and a half left to finish his out. Who knows what's what could happen between those two points? So it's it's as great as it would be. I I, I don't know. I don't think it'd be necessary right now. And, and how often do you see a coach get fired just for another team to fire their coach to hire the one that was just fired? That really doesn't I, happen because coaches are fired for a reason generally. I don't think I can. There's not a one true example I can think of. I don't know if you've got any, but I've never seen that really truly happen, at least during a season. No, my hockey knowledge is vast, but my coaching change knowledge is not not that fast. So I don't think any anyone, though, has once a coach has been fired, immediately fired their coach to hire that one because your your high caliber coaches like I could see that happening if right now Tampa in first place goes we're firing John Cooper mm-hmm. immediately someone would fire their coach to pick up Cooper, but the Blackhawks are in the bottom. They're a, a basement team like, like the wings mm-hmm. and no one's picking up Quenville because there's a reason they're a basement team. They've still got Kane and they still got Taves. They've got Alex to bring it. They've got solid players. They're just not finding a way to win. And I guess the link they found there was the coach and they fire the coach and the players of course will blame themselves but you can only run the same system over and over again until it stops working. Then if you don't yep, change yep. the system, then that's clearly the coach's fault. Kind of how what happened with Babcock at the end of his days in Detroit, except he went yep. on his terms and that's how it was. Oh yeah. And he saw the end coming. So, mm-hmm. so I guess someone Chicago could have, uh, done better with and maybe save Quenville's job was Philip Zadina, who is heating up Grand Rapids right now. Last night, which uh, tonight we're recording, it is the 15th of November. So last night on the 14th, 
Philip Zadina scored another two goals for the Grand Rapids Griffins. His second goal was absolute filth. And it is his third multi-goal uh, game of the season. And he seems to be on kind of a hot streak. Did you uh, did you see the replay clips? I did. That, that first one was, of course, what we would like to see here in Detroit is a one-timer off the, on the power play. We've been getting glimpses of it late, lately. They've been doing a little bit better in, re, in regards to that. But just when you see his shot come through, but the second goal, to, to your point, was just a beautiful dangle through the middle of the ice, got the puck quick back to his stick, and then fired it right through the goalie. That was just what you expect and what we're hoping to see more of. Yeah, Zadina is – and we know he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no – there's no. he should have been a – third overall pick some people still want to say well maybe other teams saw something in him that made him drop I don't think so I think other teams drafted for need over best available you can clearly tell with the uh, Arizona pick that they took uh, some random center Uh, was it Barrett Hayton I think it was yep because I remember how we all were about that one yeah, they took Barrett Hayton, and granted, he was a good center in the draft, but he's still in minors. There's, they should have taken. I mean, literally, starting with Ottawa, should have taken Zadina. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, I mean, actually, starting with Montreal for at the third pick, where yeah. they took Kotkaniemi, should have taken Zadina. So, so far, I mean, the return for Kotkaniemi has been been decent for him. Not third extent. overall pick. Yeah, true. I mean, there's also but more of a surprise, I, but it's still fun to make fun of him. Yeah, I think the big thing with Zadina is that uh, Blaschel was interviewed during today's game, asked about will we see Zadina with yeah. with the Red Wings this year, and what Jeff Blaschel said is Zadina will come to Grand Rap or will come to Detroit when he can play consistently in Detroit. We're not going to bring him up for short-term success. Uh, when he can come, when he is ready to come up and stay up, is when he will come up, mm-hmm. and that is the best possible scenario uh, for this team is oh, to bring Zadina up when Zadina can just score goals at will, like yep. he said, fill people's nets with pucks. But yeah, he's it's... been impressive. No, absolutely, and I was. To Blaschel, his comment is very, very direct too, and how he said it, and you can tell that outside the media keeping their tabs on it, that Blaschel's also staying pretty uh, engaged in his performance. And it sounds like from what I've been reading is that they've been talking pretty much daily to Ben Smith, which you expect that is it Ben Smith, Ben Simon. I'm sorry. Uh, you can tell that they're talking daily, which obviously they're going to, but he's keeping good tabs right now on how Zadine has been playing and. Uh, it's he's starting to make some more waves in the news and that's what you want you you can only hope for so well it's i prefer it at this point and i know we've talked about it before if he comes up it's later in the year so if he's here he's here to stay and it's that's how it's going to go and then he can kind of make himself at home yeah simon's a good coach he's a good judge of talent he's really good friends with blashell uh and and he'll let him know when he's ready and i think like development people will bitch and complain that the ahl is a bunch of scrubs and he's not going to learn anything there it's it's mostly nhl talent and it's speed Uh the ahl is still a fast league it's a men's league it is the second best league on uh, on the world 
like in the world is the second best league still. AHL teams will beat SHL teams. AHL teams will beat Liga teams, and they'll beat uh, KHL teams. With the exception of like one or two, but yeah. Yeah, but there's a reason that the, the people from the AHL come to the NHL, and there are people in the KHL and the Swedish league that will never see NHL ice time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. Zadina will be lucky when he comes here. We will be lucky to have him. It may not be until next season, but that is absolutely fine. Uh, it may not be until the Red Wings have secured their spot at the bottom of the draft, which is also absolutely fine. Uh, and that brings us to what our final topic is, which is, are, is this Wings team for real? So uh, the past eight games, uh, the Red Wings are seven, uh, have won seven out of eight. They're currently losing to Ottawa uh, two to one, but I mean, it's Ottawa scores a lot of goals and I'm surprised it's not a higher score. Ottawa's also got the worst defense in the league right now. But Ryan, do you think the wings are for real? Do you think this team is, is a winning team and that we're just along for the ride? I, I, I can say that I honestly don't know. I don't think that they're truly for real. I be a liar if I said I wasn't enjoying the way they're playing. I know we've talked about the fact before that the way they've been playing, it's surprising they haven't won more games and now it's actually coming together right now. So um, are they going to be able to maintain it? I don't necessarily think so. I think somebody made the comparison to the, uh, the Pistons and how they started, how they were playing last year. They went nice and hot for a good, good while and all of a sudden reality hit and they went right back to, their bottom dwelling and finish out the season, missing the playoffs again, and just not looking too hot. So I kind of see the season going that way. You know, the players aren't going to necessarily want to make it go that way, but at the same time, I think the teams are going to start, the other teams in the league are going to start coming together and uh, figuring things out. And they're going to be able to manipulate and take advantage of what Detroit is able to do or not do essentially. Yeah, we've also not played the best teams. Uh, we've got, yeah. after this Ottawa game, we have a really tough road schedule. But the thing is, is as a fan, knowing what a rebuild consists of, you kind of hope for the, you hope for the bottoming out. You mm-hmm. don't ever root, you don't ever root for your team to lose. It, technically, you understand when you want them to develop, like Chalowski's developing amazingly, Rasmussen's okay. developing, Larkin is is a beast. But you know that when they get you, that's three players. Athanasiu's been good, Mantha's been better, but that's that's a fraction of your team. If the rest of your team yep. is terrible, you're going to end up in the bottom. And the Wings need to end up in the bottom three. They need a top five pick. I mean, quite honestly, like we did a little research. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. But honestly, you can also add uh, Jimmy Howard to that whole list because if it wasn't for the way he's been playing in most of these games, there is no way they want they would have won these last seven to eight games. No, not at all. Like Howard has been Howard right now is a top ten goal top ten goaltender statistically mm-hmm. with with goalies that have played over ten games. Howard is a top ten goaltender. Uh, which is great. Hopefully they trade him at the deadline and re-sign him in the offseason. And and if the Wings are not sellers at the deadline, that is a huge problem. That tells you that they've gone back to their old ways, that Holland thinks there's a chance, and that he's mm-hmm. going to screw up the entire rebuild, which I don't think they'll do. But the way they're playing now, Nyquist is almost a point-per-game player. Nyquist mm-hmm. will get dealt at the deadline. 
like we talked about earlier, Glennie will probably get dealt at the deadline. Howie can get dealt and come back next season or come back at the end of the season. You can try to see if Mike Green will waive his no trade clause. You might be able to see if you can get Daly to waive his, but I think they'll offload a ton of pieces. I hope you're right. I just, what's disheartening though is some of the names that you mentioned long term. They're all quick fixes. However, it's not guys that are going to be more of a necessary void just because of cost of contract. Yes, Nyquist, he's making his he's a good chunk of money right now. Howard's making up $5 million plus, so they're both good to come off. But at the same time, the only good way to bring a guy like Howard back, especially, is if you're getting him at cost and you're not paying him over $5 million, especially if he's going to be a, a 1A, 1B scenario with yeah. Bernier who we got for two and a half more years after this season. So um, well, I think it's, Howie, I think Howie would take less because I think he knows he's toward the end of his career or toward the end of his starter career. And uh-huh. I, he has said several times that he wants to retire. Like he wants to retire a Detroit Red Wing, which I can understand because he's, he's played for the wings his entire career. Right. So, I think you could get Howie to come back for for lower. I could see Howie coming in for under three million. Three between three 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 point five. Uh like what a Carter Hutton type deal. Yeah. If it's closer to three, I'd be happy. Especially if it's a two probably two, three year deal. I'd say three. That way you've got a year of overlap with Bernier. And then that also lets your uh um prospects develop a little bit more and by that point they should really be ready to go yeah i think you could also i don't think you can hope to get much more than a third for nyquist because nyquist is a rental his contract is done Uh, i think you could get a third for luke glenn i think 18 will give you a third for luke glenn denning now that what we're looking at is would they be able to trade someone like uh danny de kaiser would they, and God, this is out of the realm of possibility most of the time, but his season's gotten better. Could they trade a Justin Advocator? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, his numbers have been better this season. Do they trade a guy like Nick Jensen? Yes. I think they do too. He's been solid. I think the guys you don't touch is you don't tr- you don't touch Larkin, Mantha, Athanasiu, uh, mm-hmm. Bertuzzi, and then your rookies. You're, of course, not doing anything with Chalowski or Rasmussen. I think everyone else should should be on the table. Why not? Yeah, I I would have to agree. It's I think that this year I think this year will be a lot more calm in regards to the trade front, and I think next year is where we're going to start seeing things happening. And the main reason I say that is I'm looking at cap friendly. Darren Helm, his no trade clause after this season can be voided up at the trade deadline or between. Between June 15th, 2019, and the 1920 NHL trade deadline. And the, the stipulations are if he's not in the uh, top nine forwards in time on ice, or huh. if the team doesn't qualify for the playoffs. Oh, okay. So, so, so after this year, he's got two years left. So there's, there's my first candidate after this season. Justin Abdelkader. He has a full no trade clause, so he has to waive it absolutely no matter what, and that goes all the way up past the 2020 season. So yeah. unfortunately, I don't see him going anywhere unless, by grace of God, he he waives his thing. 
And then the only other one, I mean, everyone else were pretty much wide open on the offensive side. Uh, Franz Nielsen, he's too old now. If they traded his contract, I'd be amazed. His is a modified no trade, no movement. So he's just got a 10-team no trade list. So I am going to say that the the likely candidate, Nyquist is your one that you mentioned this year. I think going into next year would be Darren Helm. But even making those moves, if Nyquist, if those two contracts gone over the next year with everything else that's fallen off, there's a lot of potential that we keep kind of going back to that we've been beaten on for the last several week, months. So, Yeah, I think it all comes down to my answer, which is I don't think the Red Wings are for real. I, I think that we got a lot of fortunate um, games. Uh, puck luck has come our way recently, but that will not stay forever. I still think they're a bottom three team to finish the season. There are people saying, oh, the Wings are going to get 83 points or I still think we're in the 67 to 73 range. I don't think we're anywhere higher than that. Um, I, I just don't see with, with the talent and there's talent on this team, Mm -hmm. but there's more talent on other teams and there's more developed talent on other teams and your goalies after a while, I'm telling you, when was the last season that Jimmy Howard wasn't injured? You're going to have to play Bernier for a five to 10 game stretch at some point. And we've seen what happened besides the last game uh, that he played. What's, what's been happening with Bernier and mm-hmm. he's either on it or he's way off. It's so exactly what he had going for him in Toronto. So, yeah. So I think, I think you'll see how he go down for a bit because his groin isn't as young as it used to be. And he'll go down for a bit, and we'll we'll have to see Bernier, and they'll call up someone like they'll probably call up Rybar. I think Rybar was was more impressive in the preseason than Sateri. so they call up Rybar, and those are your those are your goalies for a for a ten game stretch or whatever. How's how they how, how, excuse me? How have those guys been in Grand Rapids so far? I know the team's doing doing okay, but how's the goaltending actually been looking? That's a real good question. So if you're looking at the street stats, I mean, to your point, Rybar is looking pretty good overall. He's played four or less games in Sateri. So here's the stat line from uh, GriffinsHockey.com. We got Rybar. He's got five games. He's got a 197 goals against, and he's 3-1-1 one, one right now with a 920 save percentage. That's pretty fantastic, actually. And then Sateri, yeah. he's gone through nine games. He's got a 3-7-1 goals against. He's 4-5 and five record with an 8-6-7 save percentage. So I think so, Rybar is your NHL caliber goalie. Um, or at least your, your backup to, or your, your immediate call-up. Yeah, Sateri, uh, Sateri played nine games for Florida when Luongo went down, whose jersey I so happen to be wearing currently, Roberto Luongo. But, uh, Isn't he yeah. losing right now to Columbus? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been tracking Luongo. The other interesting thing I found out, there is a goalie. So we've got Patrick Rybar. There is also a goalie named Patrick Rypar, R-Y-P-A-R, instead of R-Y-B-A-R. So that's confusing. Uh, No, he plays in the European lower leagues. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a a right uh, right wing. So that's interesting. Kind of like Glenn Denning and Glenn Denning. Yeah, Glenn Denning. But I think that's that's what's going to end up happening is you'll see a goalie shift at some point. But it's good. It's all good. You want a top pick. Don't stop bitching at me about, oh, we just want to see them. You're not a real fan because you just want to see the team lose. We want to see them do as best as they can. And 
the kids need playoff experience. Uh, no, the kids need NHL experience first before they need playoff experience. Exactly. How far are you like, behind the feed right now? Uh, I'm on a wall side windows commercial. Okay. I won't say anything else going on right now then. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> anyways. So yeah, it's, um, I, I think you, if they made the playoffs at all, they're bounced first round. Exactly. And that was a conversation I had with some buddies at work today. You don't, what, why would you want that? As fun as it is. Yeah, it's great. Let's go to a playoff game. Let's see what LCA is going to be like in that scenario. But who wants to lose in four games to fucking Tampa again? I sure exactly. as hell don't. No, and that doesn't teach them anything besides how to get stomped. Yeah. So, oh, great. You got experience. That's- yeah, your experience is being real sad and getting stomped by Tampa. So I don't, I don't understand it. I'm not rooting for them to lose. I'm not saying, like, come on, Wings, lose. Come on, Ottawa, beat them. No, I'm saying develop. If you lose, it's because you're supposed to lose because you're not a good team. Mm-hmm. They're right now giving a lot of undereducated fans, and I don't say undereducated like you're real stupid, but you're not. You need to figure out how this rebuild works. The blinders. They're are giving false hope. And, and it's a, it's it's gonna it's gonna be the state of the team, the, the fan base for a couple of years because of it too, just because of the spoiled rotten fan and fan in us is going to come out nonstop. It's going to happen to all of us, but for those, for people to get bitchy and say, how dare you want the team to lose and blah, blah, blah. It's, you don't want that. That's, that's exactly what you just said. It's yeah. We don't want them to lose, but at the same time, how, do, how's this team going to get better if they don't? Exactly. That's I don't want the team to lose. Yeah, I want them to be good for a long time. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be good for a long time? Like 25 straight playoff appearances? I doubt, I doubt it. If they did that, it'd be fucking amazing, and we'd be on a whole new level of excitement. But as to your, I think I've seen some of your conversations here the last couple of days of looking at teams that have won the cup over the last ten years. What do they have? Two top five draft picks. Exactly. Yeah. If you give, how many top five draft picks do the Wings have? Zero. Yeah. So that's the thing. Over the past ten years. There've been two top. Uh, the cup-winning teams have had at least two, uh, two top five draft picks. And so that's, let's see who we got. We got uh, Malkin and Crosby. Yep. Kane and Daves. Yep. Uh, um, who else we got in here? Uh, L.A. had. I I went through this, and some of them are like, oh yeah, they're. Uh, I think it was. Um, Kopitar. No, Kopitar is not a top ten. So. Oh, okay. No, it was there's like uh Jack Johnson. One team said Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson was a top ten pick. Or a top five pick. Hmm. Yeah, the, I, I went through this and there's some you wouldn't think were were top five picks, but they were. Uh Boston had Blake Wheeler when they won. And Blake Wheeler was a top five pick. Uh Tyler Sagan was a top five pick. So it's the teams, but that's it, going back ten years. Each team yeah. that won a Stanley Cup has at least two top five picks. And you're not rebuilding the team through free agency anymore. That doesn't happen. Good players don't go to free agency, really. You're you're not building a team through trades because you have to have stuff to trade to get good players. Mm-hmm. And you build through the draft. And with that, you need top five picks. That's how it happens. So boohoo to all you people that want to cry. And so you just want to see the team lose. 
I want to see them develop this year, not win, and then be good for years to come, not be bad to mediocre uh, first-round exits. That's yes. what I want. To recap, uh, we're not getting Joel Quenville, so shut up. Uh, Zadina, on fire, real good. Probably won't be up this year still because Blash knows that we're rebuilding and doesn't want to ruin that. And are the Wings for real? No, probably not. Still a bottom three team. If they push for playoffs and make it, real dumb decision on their part. Ryan, final thoughts? Just have fun. I think that's kind of been my my go-to uh, pod to pod is enjoy what you, what they're putting out there right now because they're still a fun team to watch. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. As long as the guys we see that we're excited to see, like Larkin and them, is that as long as they continue to develop and get better, it's all we can ask for. If there's anything we've learned from D-Boss, it's one, two, three, let's have fun. Right? <laughs> exactly. In the, in the Snip show, he said one, two, three, let's have fun. And that is what he's doing this year. He's schooling people. And, uh, yeah. So my final thoughts are um, get at me online. It's fun arguing with you people because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, this development has, has been great. It's great to see guys like Chalowski, uh, be killer. It's great to see Larkin get the most time on ice and put the team on his back. Some nights, uh-huh. his leadership is amazing. And it's, I mean, it's, it's good to watch. It's good to watch, but don't start getting sad when they start losing. Uh, Ryan Twitter handle. At RDRyan33. You can find me on Twitter at Bringing the Wing. You can find the Grindline podcast on Twitter at Grindline Pod. We are everywhere. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Google Play. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, which is my platform of choice. You can see us on Spotify, uh, which is uh, probably the best streaming service for podcasts right now, even though it's impossible to get on. Uh, But we're there. So, like us, subscribe to us, leave us comments, go vote on our Twitter poll, our newer one is, uh, we'll be doing one a week and then talking about it on the podcast. So get on there. And uh, for Ryan, I'm Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.